0: And welcome to the Sports Pro Podcast. I'm Millie. I'm Tori. And I'm Kirsty. And this is the final New Era pod of 2023, where we'll we'll be looking back at the year and onwards to 2024. Before we get into it though, Kirsty, this is the first time on the podcast. It is Um, indeed. It's been a big year for you. Do you want to introduce yourself briefly?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm Kirsty. I'm Senior Marketing Manager here at Sports Pro. I've been with the company almost seven years now and I have recently had a little daughter well I say recently she's over a year now so yeah my year has been a transition back from maternity leaves thanks for having me on my first podcast no worries
0: so I think we will start off by just uh, going around talking about some 2023 highlights um, a mix of personal and professional who wants to Start us off
1: so obviously, yeah, a big year for me. My daughter turned one in October, just gone by, so I returned from maternity leave in July, which has been the most intense time experience. all the above i 'm sure uh, all the mums out there could uh, appreciate that transition was not the easiest, the different perspective, but it 's also nice to have a different focus, like I loved being with her, but it 's a very different day today, <laughs> so. Coming back into work has been um, interesting, but also nice using your brain for different things that were actually came a bit second nature again, given like I know the business, know the company. So not without its challenges, but um, for me, obviously, my daughter has been the
2: absolute highlight of my year. Of course. Tori? I mean, I don't have anything quite as amazing, big and magical as that. <laughs> I think for me, actually... <laughs> Sometimes I get a little disheartened. I don't have a reason to. I think the year's just blown by, right? It's gone so quickly. And I'm trying to think of major events or things that haven't happened in my personal life that I've achieved. And sometimes we get really caught up in comparing ourselves to others. And I think that's absolutely something I need to work on. But I did start a radio show this year, so that's something I'm really proud of. I personally did it because I wanted some confidence back. Like, I just wanted to throw myself into new things. And I realized that I was losing my confidence a little bit. So I wanted to do something that scared me. I've always had an interest in it. I used to be that performer kid growing up and then (laughs) public speaking and acting and everything. And then it just kind of disappeared. So I think for me, it was like... Taking on this show was important way for me to just yeah get that confidence back. That's really impressive, by the way.
1: Yeah. When you came into that saying, oh, I've not done something too much, but I was actually like, What? That's awesome. Yeah,
2: maybe I have played that town yeah, a little bit. hundred
1: percent have. Yeah. Also, every year doesn't have to be a year where you achieve everything going. Mean. Like every year is a different. Like we always get to this point in the year we reflect back and think, gosh and i've done nothing or i've done loads and there's always that element of like have i career progressed have i done enough in that sense but there's progression in so many ways it can be measured in so many different and we're all guilty of like that gosh what's everyone else doing oh God, am i am i keeping up to speed with it and that that are we're, we're, it's just hard to you have to run your own race
2: But we don't think that way. (laughs) We don't. And I think everyone presents the best version of themselves, you have to remember, both in person and also online and things like that. So you always see the best bits for sure. But what about you, Millie?
0: What you just said there, Kirsty, resonates a bit with me in terms of like, it hasn't been a majorly eventful year for me. Haven't had a child, haven't had a radio show, but it's the first sort of full calendar year I've been back since graduating. So for context, I worked at sports pro and then went part-time to get a degree in drama. And so this was like the first full calendar year of just being full-time. And at the start of the year, we got a new head of people who I've been working really closely as operations and people manager myself. And so I feel like I've really grown in confidence and like kind of taken the role in my stride a bit more and feel like I've made it my own a little bit more. I'd say like professionally on international women's day this year we did the first new era podcast one of these and i'd say that was like a big step for me or for everyone who took part in it and also it kind of opened this platform to speak about various things that the new era program focuses on so i'd say that would be one of the highlights then like the involvement that i've had from that ever since i definitely think has sort of
1: grown i think that's an amazing one actually like if you think about it, and you both, I know this isn't your first time of doing a pod, but for me, it was one of the key reasons I wanted to do it. It was like, this is the first time we've had a dedicated female-based podcast. Obviously, the guys do stream time, and then the sports pros podcast in general, like they have had female guests and speakers. But I think there's always that, gosh, there's, for me, it was like a confidence thing. Like, I just want to be involved in the conversation. I want to be enjoying it. But I was so impressed because obviously when you guys did it I was on leave and just really excited that that this was an area that we were tapping into and opening up and having honest conversations across I think that interconnects with the well connect sessions that we've been doing with Sports Pro Era which have constantly opened conversations haven't they they've like instantly that community of people that are experiencing similar things and you feel sometimes you're isolated in it but you're really not and that's why i love that you guys started this podcast and that's why i wanted to join at least one of them
0: yeah 100 percent. i think the latest not the latest the one before that connect session was on work-life balance and you particularly resonated with that one given sort of your return from maternity leave didn't you
1: yeah massively so for context within sports Pro, i was the first ever female To go on maternity leave. Obviously, there's a number of guys in the business that have their young families, but obviously, that was quite a strange thing. Obviously, the company is 15 odd years old now, and to be that person to do it, as you mentioned, we had the head of people come in earlier this year. She's been amazing support to me with that transition back, but it's sometimes one of them, until you have conversations with people going through the same experiences and hearing from them a couple of years down the line further than you are and really starting to understand your perspective or like what you've got going on that one in particular was like gosh yeah you're really not a in this there's so many people having done it or that you can lean on experience from they know how hard it is they know like you clock off at whatever time you finish that day. You, you then go pretty much your second full-time job. More often than not, that's your priority job. And then you're clocking back on later. And it's just that juggle of it all. And so when we we're having those on, open, honest conversations in a really supportive forum, and I think one of the key things, like Casey was like, you know, my daughter's just turned one. She can't talk to me. So I don't know half the time what she wants and what's going on. I'm sort of like guessing the situation, scoping it out and you know sleepless nights are never the funnest so yeah it was really nice
2: that we have that sort of forum yeah and I think like having a supportive workplace or manager or an advocate for you in the room when you're going through these sorts of periods is so vital right like some people still don't experience it I think You'd like to think the sports industry is quite current in the way it thinks. Like, if you compare it to other industries, it's, it's pretty young. Like, you've got other industries that are quite old. Sports evolved so much in the last, like, 30 years to make it more of a business, right? So you'd think it was quite young in its approach and its mindset and its way of thinking. But then sometimes you could argue against that and say, well, there's still a lack of diversity. It's still incredibly male-dominated. So... Do they share the same perspectives? Probably not as women we need more people involved who are actually going to really understand what women go through during these periods and advocate for them as well.
0: I even found that particular session really insightful. I think like sometimes as a female you might assume that you are completely aware of like the challenges that other women are going through. I'm not I haven't had a child, I haven't been in that situation. So even to like walk out knowing more about your experience or what you might be struggling with or yeah I've found challenging I personally in my position at sports pro but also just in general found really useful Um,
1: I think we can always be like better allies to each other absolutely it's all about that support isn't it and like sort of helping the other person along as well I will say I was so naive you know when you reflect back and think gosh what was it like what I've gone through now what I continuously do you know I'm not the first I will absolutely not be the last and it almost makes me reflect and think how could I now moving forward be that person for other people that haven't experienced it I found it so nice that even after that session quite a few in the business like reached out to me to be like if you ever need a chat, like, I'm always here. Obviously, I don't necessarily have your day-to-day, but I'm here. And that sort of conversation is by far, like, the most valuable because we're all going to have different experiences. We're never going to be interlinked, like, totally relatable. But if you can have, like, just really supportive conversations, just sometimes you need to vent one day, don't you? And that's what I loved about it is, like, everyone learn a bit more, as you say, and... When I came off the back of that call, I was like, that was really like...
2: (sighs) You do feel like inspired, don't you, already? And you want to kind of go out and support one another, which is brilliant. Just plugging those calls, by the way, if you're not part of the New Era community, (laughs) definitely get involved so you can join these Connect sessions because, yeah, we come off the back of them really inspired. I think the conversations have been brilliant. It's a safe space for like vulnerable topics. I think... One of them that we spoke about recently that actually really interested me was being your authentic self and like whether you have the space to do so in the sports industry as a woman. The topic actually came up about having a game face in the industry and I find that really interesting and I think it was really brave of a woman to bring that up and just admit that sometimes we do have to put a game face on. I think I absolutely do when I'm on site at events. I think you have to, but I don't know if you find that as well, Millie.
0: Yeah, I'd say... But I wouldn't say always on, actually, like in the office, no. But even like certain, like this, for example, you know, prepping and convincing yourself that you have interesting things to say that people will like get insight from. Always. <laughs> so I do think there is a time and a place for that. And I found it really interesting that the sort of conversation was around like having this game face or sort of faking it you make it but also like the sort of younger generation not wanting to do that because they want to be more authentic and they don't want to have to pretend and like towing that line
1: what i found really interesting about that is it wasn't like these are really senior women saying this they're opening the doors what i love so much about the session obviously as well in the terms of like we're talking a lot about mentorship as well is like they didn't necessarily have mentors themselves they were possibly the first in the boardroom that was a female voice and the reason they felt they had to sometimes come with that game face is because if maybe something went wrong and it was something they said it could always feel like was it because they were the female in the room and that sort of relate back to that but what I love so much about it is they didn't necessarily have mentors themselves but they want to make sure that the next generation feels as supported as they can be in their own small way so that we can continue to move the industry forward and move the next generation and it's interesting that that conversation arises where the next generation don't feel like they want to do that they want to be their authentic selves and hopefully they feel more that way because the women ahead of them have sort of like bridged that gap more yeah. and more mm-hmm. unfortunately maybe they weren't able to feel like they could be their authentic selves but they wanted to be in that room they wanted to be the voice the female voice in the room so that we could continue to have progression and growth that's so amazing that you could offer that
2: to our next generation and keep that moving. And I do think we've got some brilliant kind of female trailblazers, and we've got some brilliant women leading the way who are part of our steering group. But to a degree, I do think we need to still get the men involved in this conversation. Like when we had the new era breakfast at Sportsbury Live this year, it was brilliant to see how many men were in the room, and I love that they want to be in the room. They definitely take an interest and they want to be involved. But it's one thing, I think, sitting in the room and listening. And it's another thing actually being an ally and taking action in order to support us. Because I think women, we're doing a brilliant job. And I think it's hopefully going to continue to build momentum. But I think... We shouldn't be afraid to ask for men to rally up as well, you know. We need them to be a voice for us too, and we shouldn't be afraid of that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I definitely
1: think there are men in the industry that are absolutely wanting to champion, as you say. I think sometimes people aren't necessarily knowing how. And part of what's so great about New Era is, obviously, it's a very female-focused project that we run. But in general, like, it can be ways of like, making that confidence to speak to your male colleagues to drive that conversation with your male colleagues i find for me it's a confidence builder there's always that imposter syndrome that in the sport industry you're always a bit outnumbered at university i was on a sports course very similar to katie who joins the podcast um, normally who unfortunately couldn't join us today but there was 11 of us on a course that was like 120 Mm -hmm. and that's just sport and like that's 10 years ago you always kind of feel that way at the moment. And that's why these conversations are so brilliant, because it has been more open. And therefore, can we have more of those conversations with male colleagues? Hopefully all our male colleagues listen to this and they're like, Yeah, yeah we're gonna champion you girls. <laughs> and that's how you drive a conversation forward as well.
0: Yeah, I'd say one of my twenty twenty-three highlights was that new era breakfast that we had at sports pro live and also at sports pro live there was a really fantastic uh panel session with alex willis and it was discussing mentorship and being an ally and i thought it was like fantastic like you say to see the people in the room not just being women i think looking onto 2024 obviously at sports pro i want a to- The areas that I work on is the people strategy. And so sort of looking at what I want to achieve before the end of the financial year or before 2024 ends i think is that like male allyship and how the people strategy can focus on that or help facilitate it because i do think it's really important and i do think the insights that come out of those connect sessions could be so valuable not just for women but for men alike
2: i agree i think Kirsty, you alluded to it earlier but a lot of it comes down to confidence as well and being bold enough to Stand up to things that might not be right as well. Like, I was just thinking, I don't know why kind of didn't tackle this at the time. I was a little bit disappointed in myself. But I was thinking off the back of that New Era Connect session last time. So, basically, at an old company of mine, I took part in the Fantasy Football League. as you do. And I won. Amazing. <laughs> it's a rare occasion. It must have been luck, I'm sure. But, um, no, I just remember one of the guys turning around to me and saying, I can't believe I've lost to a girl. I didn't think much of it at the time. And I think that's really disappointing that I didn't, that we just kind of casually overlook these things. It's, it's just... disappointing that that was his first initial oh mindset. Yeah,
0: because it's like you're sat there now feeling disappointed that you didn't address it. But it's kind of like we want to get to the point where it doesn't happen in the first place, like yeah. that someone doesn't feel that's acceptable
2: to say. I think now I would stand up to it a lot more than I did. Yes. This was a few years ago. Do you know, even when you said that, I was sort of thinking to myself, was I in a jokey context? But
1: equally, even if it was, be funnier. Mm. That's not That's, that's not, not really yeah.
2: an... I in- like, like, genuinely an felt like he was hard done by, <laughs> almost. That was like the impression I got. And it's. it's like, why is that an issue? Like, I think... Sometimes when I've gone to Chelsea games, I don't know why. It's my imposter syndrome, maybe, or, like, there's so many men there. Like, there's very few women here. You almost feel slightly out of place. Less so now. I remember I was at the 2022 Liverpool-Chelsea FA Cup final last year. And I just think it's important to address this issue because I was in the crowd and a guy in front of me got his stuff taken off some Chelsea fans. I asked them to give him back and... All hell broke loose. I had men trying to square up to me. I had men trying to fight me. I had men saying the most horrific things under the sun. And like, I'm just starting to actually recall all these little moments that I've never really considered properly before. And I'm like, hang on, they're all in different contexts. One was at work, one was actually in a live sporting environment. But these situations are not OK. And I've almost just turned a blind eye to them previously. Yeah, it's mad, isn't
1: it? Because it can't be the norm. But it's scary that it's still, I mean, you're talking, what, a year ago? And, a year ago. And, yeah, it's still probably, well, it's still going on. Those things are it still is. relatable to so many people. I actually personally, sorry to say this in a Sports Pro podcast, but I'm not the biggest football fan. I have been to token games, and I've just not enjoyed the atmosphere. It can be really a lot. The crowds can be really vocal, really, like, in your face. And what you described is, like gosh, in any of the context, would you ever experience that just for asking someone to like return someone else's property? Yeah, It's mad that you had that interaction. And that shouldn't be the norm at any sporting event. Because
0: it's a lot of the conversation, we've had sort of record audience numbers at uh, women's sports uh, this year. Mm. And a lot of that conversation is, it does feel like a safer environment to take your kids or have a day out and enjoy it, which is great. But it shouldn't be that that's the safe environment and men's sport doesn't feel like
1: that. That needs to level out, I think. And just coming on to what you mentioned about women's sport, having great attendance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to start off by saying the England netball. I know it was work up as well this year, but the reason I say it is because my little niece went to see England netball play this weekend, just gone. She was so excited. Obviously, for the team, first time in the World Cup final, unfortunately losing out, but incredible performance. She's only four, but she's getting big into a netball. And it was just really, really nice to hear about it as well, because I saw her yesterday and she had a picture with one of the players and she was talking about it. She was there with her two mates as well. It just really resonates with, like, the more women's sport gets amplified, the more the next generation, my daughter included, are going to be so inspired. And those types of things are really nice. Obviously, it's been an amazing year for women's sport with um, the World Cup, obviously, getting into the final for that as well. And you just want it, that deep down desire for it to just keep amplifying. You know, we didn't have that same experience. I've been a lover of sport my entire life. That is the whole reason I wanted to work in sport, went to university in sport, But you didn't have the same things at disposal all the time. They weren't the same coverage. And, like, it's always so important to have those athletes, those advocates, those people that you can look up to. And I think it's so amazing that my niece was so excited from that interaction with her friends, watching the game. And for me, for 2024, it just needs to keep going. It needs to get... people need to be putting their money where their mouth is sometimes if they're being advocates for women's sport it needs to resonate in commercial as well it was
2: even this weekend just gone i think it was the chelsea arsenal wsl game had record attendance for a wsl game i think it was like over fifty nine thousand. but it's not just football the t20 cricket world cup had a brilliant year for women the hundred does really well for the women's game as well like there are other sports that have definitely had a brilliant year for success. And like you said, we just need commercial opportunities for women's sport to continue into 2024, I believe. And I think male advocates, like I mentioned and alluded to before, I think at the World Cup, you saw people like Ian Wright getting very passionate and I absolutely love that. Want more of that, I think, behind us going into 2024.
0: Yeah, I think the, um, the power of like female role models for your niece as athletes and also In boardrooms and things, I think that that is really, really important. You mentioned before the podcast, the Taylor Swift effect. Yeah,
1: you touched on fantasy uh, football earlier. (laughs) I'm in our NFL fantasy league, second currently. uh, So, yeah, repping that. We're going to play off soon. So, we'll see how that goes. (laughs) So, yeah, I love the NFL. You can't really have missed it, right? In the news about Taylor Swift, but. Taylor Swift's amazing, for starters. Really impressive individual, Times Woman of the Year. But her association with the NFL, the biggest sports property in America, they leaned so heavily into that. Their marketing, anything that they could associate Taylor Swift with at the games. And I don't have the specifics on it, but things skyrocketed like jersey sales, ticket sales. And it's just incredible the effect of. A female individual, a global icon, successful lady in a completely different industry can cross over and have such an impact on an already well-established, very commercially successful property in America and just have that impact. It's just so incredible that that's a female who isn't involved in the sport herself, but just in association with it. And they want to leverage the hell out of it. So, yeah, it's, it's so interesting sometimes how... Females can really empower things and empower conversations and people are profiting off the back of it as well. As we talked, actually, I wanted to tie this back in, but I didn't mention it earlier, is the Women's World Cup. England doing very well, but obviously the Nike deal with Mary Elps and her voice. Nike didn't put her goldie kit out to be bought. like Her shirt wasn't available. And thankfully, she spoke up about it. She pushed for the right decision to be made and then it sold out within hours. It's just ludicrous that it took that for her to have, to have that platform and the voice and to say, why can no one buy my jersey for Nike to reverse the decision? I remember talking about it with a few friends, and I was like, what's your opinion on this? And they sort of said, oh, maybe they were making it a decision based on goalies notoriously don't sell as well as other bits of the kit. Obviously, they're maybe doing it from a commercial mindset, but she was goalie of the taller. of the tournament. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, why wouldn't you want to put that out there? And just goes to show by having the conversation, like putting her voice out there. She changed the narrative and it sold out easily.
0: I think both those examples, like it shows the power of those like sometimes untapped audiences and uh, the power is you know commercial value that they bring, which is the ongoing narrative with women's sports and maybe previously their lower presence or investment or whatever and I think those two examples that you spoke on there sort of just prove that
1: narrative to be incorrect, actually. Yeah. actually. That's a really good thing I was going to mention on top of it. Obviously, your natural think of who Taylor Swift's audience might be, might not be what the NFL audience is. But then you've tapped into a new area by having a new conversation because actually some of them might transition over to being NFL fans like myself. So it's so interesting, isn't it, how different conversations occur And growth happens as well and it's similar to the drive to survive effect as well like
0: criticism from like the traditional fan base that they're sort of bringing in a wave of like fake fans or people who who don't understand the game etc etc but it's only exposure to people that want to learn more about it and I mean to be frank like their money equates the same as a traditional fans money I think it's just like a bit of skepticism about those kind of
2: instances where untraditional fan bases join a sport I think this is what I was saying earlier about how sports industry is involved to being such a big business right like if you look 30 years ago it was about grassroots games teams manager how you play, go about playing the game those sorts of things now clubs and teams are having to look at fan engagement strategies like you've just mentioned they're having to look at kind of media rights, digital transformation, implementing new tech, whether that's venue or for the players and training ground or whatever it may be, it's become a big business, right? And so I guess fan engagement is a major part of that at the moment and they're having to look at new ways in which they can attract a new fan and they're having to diversify and I think what we'll maybe see more of in 2024 is people, maybe clubs, teams, sports, having to lean on the influencers a little bit more to kind of gain that traction and get people's attention. Because I think especially the younger generation, right, they love to see what the celebrities do that they follow and love and admire and they kind of act accordingly following what they do and so forth. So I do think it has a a big impact. It's interesting as
1: well how you mentioned like People's perception could be like fake fans. It's like, who's to determine how big a, just because you maybe have a different view on what a fan should be. I really like driver's side, but I've got more of an understanding of it constantly. Which is only a good thing for the exactly, sport Exactly, exactly. And then I like watching the Odyssey race. Yeah. But I don't need to, for me, I don't need to watch them religiously. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I don't enjoy it. So there's levels of it. And that's all fine. They're still like, it's still a business model, regardless.
0: I also think those comments do kind of come from a place of like a boys club mentality. And sport isn't that and should never be that. It
2: unites people, like all types of people. Yeah,
0: I agree. There should never be like tick boxes to fulfill for you to be able to engage with a certain sport and so yeah I think it's just an outdated opinion to be honest.
2: I do think that like Things that the NFL have done with the halftime show, though, I digress a little bit, but that's what's—that's the only thing that's probably made me watch the Super Bowl. It's the halftime show, and then I end up staying for the whole game and watching the whole game. So that, the only bit I really know about NFL is come from me watching the halftime shows at the Super Bowl, because... I just think we'll see that integration of music and other kind of elements coming into sport a lot more to engage fans in a new way. But that's the only way I got into NFL. And
1: that's still a way in. My love for NFL was really random. It was from my housemate. He would spend, like, all Sunday watching the NFL and I would just be the annoying person asking him loads of questions. And he was like, this is what happened in this play, this is why. And it just grew from there. And I'd never really had the sit-down opportunity to watch it. If that interaction had happened, it wouldn't have grown. And it's so interesting because, like, as you say, like, different things pull people in. That's where it grew from and it would not have been something that I'd expect it to have gotten, but get an interest in four or five years ago.
0: The Fantasy Football League has really helped my engagement with Premier League and also like lockdown. I spent a lot of time watching football because there wasn't really anything else to do during lockdown with my dad and brothers. The instances where sport builds community and conversation are like the, the instances that I engage the most in it, I'd say.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. And that's what sports should do. That's why we all love it. That's why we're, in our small part, working in it, working towards it, wanting to have our own community and have conversations like this and and bigger ones within the industry.
0: 2024 then, it's around the corner. Do you have any sort of personal, professional goals?
2: Do you know what? haven 't really thought about it because the year 's flown by so quick, and i 'm still trying to tackle my twenty twenty three resolutions that I wrote in January last year to be honest look i 'm always looking to try and figure out how I can progress in my career, what the next step is for me, what the next challenge is for me. I want to advance in the radio work i 'm doing I think finding something new that I find uncomfortable to challenge myself potentially I'm someone who likes to dabble in a lot of things I want to live a full but crazy life and sometimes it's it can be taxing but it's exciting I guess but for me it's without sounding too corny like it's gonna be more personal professional development stuff and i want to see that easily accessible to women across the industry as well like not just for myself i want us to all have the tools in our toolkit to like take on anything and just support and advocate for each other
1: yeah completely i think that is a real key thing for me as well we've been pitted and over the years of pitted of competition against one another and i like the fact that it feels like no, there's room for all of us, and that is women lifting other women up to a higher place, and that's what I want to be a part of a conversation for, and I want that to be a continuation by doing these sorts of things, these conversations, like attending our connect sessions with really nice conversations and forums where you can be really open, and for me, a little bit into next year, it's actually taking the pressure off. <laughs> I'm notoriously someone that puts quite a lot of pressure on my shoulders, wants to always like do really, a really good job, be really successful, and my perspective has slightly changed in the last year after having my daughter like you can't do everything sometimes you've got to give yourself some grace yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my spare time is minimal and everyone's on their own roadmap aren't they everyone's on their own journey so if I you know have a little lull for a while I think that's okay because there's growth in different perspective different areas it's nice to challenge yourself and I always will continue to do that I think because that's just in my nature but yeah just sometimes reflecting back and be like gosh you know there's it's okay to like be a little less, be a bit slower pace. Yeah. have that perspective, like you said at the yeah. start. Yeah, and I think before coming on to this call, I said to you guys about having my daughter and it just made me feel like, wow, women are incredible. Mm. Like regardless if you've never had a baby, regardless of whatever, you know, whatever's going on in your life, like women are so in- incredible. We bring life into the world mm. and you know, athletes that, have a child and go back to their sport I can't honestly face respect to how impressed I am by every female out there like my mum I, I remember this just new amplified respect for her I think just like now for me it's just like really wanting to champion the female colleagues that I have the females out there just in general life
2: what about you Millie
0: I think for me It will be continuing continuing to say yes to things things like this and finding the opportunities for myself as well and sort of just throwing myself into them regardless of how confident I necessarily feel about each one I think yeah just just saying yes I think only good things have come out of what I have done this year so more of the same I think hope for a great year in
1: 2024 nice okay I think we've covered a lot there well should we wrap up there ladies it's been a pleasure talking to you both thanks for having me on my first podcast as well and um, yeah I think only exciting things into next year and uh, yeah back for more of these hopefully
0: yeah nice sounds good thanks guys thank you thank you